This is Homer and Tony. Oh, baby. Everybody should get to know everybody they work with, however they do that. You don't have to have a lunch. Who are you getting to know? How's that working without the lunch? Are you getting, I'm getting to know anybody? Sure, I get Ooh, to know everybody. I don't know whatever interaction I have with people. When they need something, they None. call me up. None. You did not provide an alternative solution. Uh, I don't, uh, people that want to have an interaction with you that need to have an interaction. Not There's everybody. There's some people up here in here, and Homer can tell you who they are. <laughs> no, I, I will not do that. That's it. We need a, we need I a, will a not do that. guest every week. People buy diet books. They haven't found a diet that works. But I have one, and it's free. Doesn't cost you a penny. You want to lose weight? That's all you got to do. Run? Nope. That's too hard. He won't do that. Put the fork down? Uh, no. You can, get, you can use meal the fork prep. as much as you want. No, you can't eat anything after... 7 o'clock? No. Nah, meal prep. No, you can start at 8, I think. Start at 8, and gradually, once you get that, then you go to 7.30, and you will lose weight. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. This is Homer and Tony with Cousin Sub Sub of the Day, Channel 12 Sports Director Dario Melendez. I take a day off and like history's made. All over the place here in the Cream City. Marquette's women's basketball team beats UConn for the first time ever. First time UConn has lost back-to-back games since 1993. Pebble, were you born in 1993? I was, yes. I, was, I was 13 years old. Uh, that's 1,068 that's games. That's nuts. Without losing back-to-back games. That's incredible. Joe Thomas becomes a first ballot Hall of Famer. Seventh ever offensive tackle to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is he the first Badger to be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I believe, I think so, yeah. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. Jay Crowder's a Buck. Another Marchetti is on the Milwaukee Bucks. You got Wes Matthews. Steve Novak, I think, might come out of retirement now. Just get the whole band back together. Now we just have Jimmy Butler over from the dark side. So much happening. And you know what? I'm going to try to make a deal with all of you out there in, uh, Radio Land, listening on 94.5 ESPN to Homer and Tony with your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez. I'm going to try not to mention he who shall not be named. We've had like a couple nice days. Maybe he who shall not be named is like on his four-day diaper retreat. And we'll just leave it at that. Actually, I was wrong. Elroy Hirsch and Mike Webster are uh, pro football homers for the Badgers. The third. Okay. When When was the last one that went in? Uh, it says uh, Mike Webster, uh, uh, 74, I think it says Mike there. Webster as like the center from the, pi- for, uh, from the, from the, for the Steelers. Steelers? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. I didn't realize Mike Webster was a Badger. Yep. Holy, you know his story, right? Like sad, sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, homeless, living in a, a out of a car in like the streets of Pittsburgh. And I think he passed away. I, it, that's a sad story. For some reason, I had no idea Mike Webster was a Badger. Anyway, neither here nor there. He was class of 97. Mike huh. Webster was. Hall of Fame class. Hall of Fame class, yes. Okay. Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, like, we got a lot to get to. I want to talk some Jay Crowder. I want to talk some Super Bowl. I want to talk some Joe Thomas, because there's a lot of uh, great questions Pebble and I were kicking around. It's Super Bowl weekend as well. I mean, there's just so much stuff to talk about. But I want to start with this. And I know it's not really sports. I know it's a little off topic. Don't worry. We're going to talk a lot of sports. I'm not a big music guy. If you listen to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy right here at 94.5 ESPN, 
from seven to nine. My wife is huge into music, so she's kind of gotten me into it. So the other day, a song comes on the radio, and I'm like, what the heck song is this? Like, I've heard this before because I think it was in Tron because I'm a movie dork. I'm like, oh, this is Journey. I think it was Separate Ways. So then I download Journey's classic album, or greatest hits, or whatever you want to call it. And man, Journey's got some bangers. And I'm like bragging my wife about all these songs I was listening to. What was it? Let me pull up the catalog list real quick. It was uh, Separate Ways. Yeah, there we go. Don't Stop Believing. Any Way You Want It. Ask the Lonely. Who's Crying Now? Will in the Sky. Will in the Sky. And she's like, yeah. It's Journey, you idiot. <laughs> like, they're one of the best bands of all time. I'm like, well, I've never heard them before. I just don't, I'm, I'm not that type of, like, music guy. One of, one of our first dates, Pebble, she asked me what my favorite band was. Uh-huh. And I said, I don't know, the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I just, I'm not big into music. So, yeah, I love this song. I've been jamming out to separate ways for, like, the last five, six days. Um... So, look, if there's any other bands out there, 800-990-3776, ESPN Wisconsin Talk text line, or ESPN Wisconsin Talk and text line, 800-990-3776. If there's any other bands that you think I need to listen to and kind of uh, open my personal music catalog a little bit, let me know. 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776, or ESPN Wisconsin Talk and text line. This is my favorite part. Have you seen the music video to this, by the way? Uh, probably a long time it, ago. Yeah. It's the most '80s music video ever. They're in like they're outside of a warehouse, and they're just like looking into a fish lens, and some chick just keeps walking by. That's all it is. Like there's nothing to it at all. But yeah, so apparently I found out that I like Journey and that they're a good band. I had no idea. So if there's any other bands out there that uh, you want to hear on this Friday edition of Homer and Tony, cousins of the day, Dario Melinda, if you want to rock out. Let us know. 800-990-3776, our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line. Uh, I was rocking out yesterday when, what, about 2 o'clock? The news broke that the Bucks were getting Jay Crowder. This is something we had been talking about. You remember the night before, nothing had been going on in the NBA trade deadline, right? Like, such a slow NBA trade deadline up until, like, two days before. Kyrie gets traded. KD gets traded. Reports are that Jay Crowder is in the KD trade might put the Bucks acquiring him on ice. Then it comes out that, you know, if the Nets get him, they want to flip him. Then it comes out that he was never really traded to the Nets. It was part of a four-team trade. So obviously there's a lot of wheeling and dealing going on. But holy cow, I mean, this is the move you wanted. I feel like the first two years of the Bud era, they went offense. It was what, Miritich, who flamed out. I think he went to Spain and just never returned. And then the year before that, Pebble, do you remember who they got the year before that? So that was in 1819? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, it was another sharpshooter, I thought. I'd have to look it up. But I, I, I thought it was another three-point shooter. They definitely got Nico Miritich the year after that. Then they get P.J. Tucker, and that's what they needed. They needed that we dogs mentality, that toughness. Giannis talked about it after the game last night. Like, hey, the one thing we had when we won a championship was – 
we had someone behind us that was tough. Like I would be walking down the court, you know, all big and bad, and people were walking away, and I didn't realize, you know, PJ was behind me. That's who they were scared of. And I don't know if PJ Tucker just found the right spot, and I think he is realizing that now because he goes to the Heat. Yeah, the Heat go to the Eastern Conference Finals, but if it's not for a Chris Middleton injury, the Bucks are going to the finals, and the Heat have no chance. And then he jumps ship and he goes to uh, Pete McGuanago. I think they got Kyle Korver in the offseason, not at the trade deadline. But, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Sorry, squirrel squirrel moment there. Um, and then P.J. Tucker goes to the 76ers, and he's averaging three points a game, and the 76ers are an okay team. Sometimes it's just about the fit. Like, P.J. Tucker was just a really good fit here in Milwaukee. Don't know if he was worth that money. Especially when you have a guy like Jay Crowder out there that year after year kind of gets traded. Like, in 2020, he's traded to the Heat. They go to the NBA Finals. He then signs with the Suns. They go to the NBA Finals. He wants a contract extension. He's like, look, the proof's in the pudding. If I'm on a team, we're going to the Finals. Suns like, yeah, we're good. We still have to pay tons of money to to Booker and Ayton and CP3. And, you know, now we might try to get Kevin Durant. So he sat out. And now he's going to be that missing piece, you would think, for this Bucks team. Who I don't know if they needed anybody. Like I don't know if the Bucks really needed anybody. This team went healthy, and when you get Bobby Portis back, which is going to feel like another trade deadline type thing, when they get Bobby Portis back, I, I don't I don't know a better roster up and down number eight on the bench through starting that that the Bucks have. I mean, I can't think of one. But now you add a guy like Jay Crowder, and, I mean, you can just have so much fun with the lineup. Like, if you're Coach Bud, your biggest issue now is who don't you play? And you remember in 2018-19 when he first got here, his biggest issue was he just went too far into the bench when the playoffs came. We saw that a lot in that Toronto series. Like, the the ninth guy off the bench is playing. Yeah, you, you don't do that in the playoffs. You play six, maybe seven. I mean, if you're playing eight, that's a hallelujah-type move right there. But you have so many different combinations you can now throw out there that you got Jay Crowder. What was it, two years ago, Bobby Portis didn't even play in a series because the matchup just wasn't there. And it worked out well. The Bucks win the championship in 2021, and Bobby Portis had a huge part in that Sun Series, didn't put his head down, understood what Coach Bud was doing, and it worked out. Let's just say you're playing the Celtics, who have... Unbelievable guards and Tatum and Brown and Smart. Sweet. Last year, Chris Middleton gets hurt. You don't really have an answer. You're like you're trying to throw Drew. You're trying to throw Wes. See if you know Pat can lay down and, and slow them over, like slow them up like a speed bump. If you throw out just a defensive combination, because you're you're starting five, and, and I and I think that two spot could still be up in the air depending on the series. Like it could be Crowder one series, it could be Pat, it could be Wes, it could be. Uh, uh, Grayson in one series, but let's just say you're starting Drew, Jay, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez. I mean, that's that's a disgusting defensive unit. People forget how good Chris Middleton is. I think my first season covering the Bucks, my second time around back in 1819, uh, in New York, I'm with Bally, all the time Fox Sports Wisconsin, and Bud has had enough. Chris is just kind of running through the motions, not doing anything, but yanks him. And from that day forward, 
Chris Middleton has been a well above average defensive player, well above average, and a guy you could switch with, which is something that we're missing last year. So let's just say, for argument's sake, we want to really go lockdown defense. You take Chris off the court, now you're going to go Drew, Wes, Jay, Giannis, Lopez. Who's scoring on that defense? I mean, if you're the Celtics, you're screwed. Tatum's locked up. Smart's locked up. Brown's locked up. Who's going to guard Giannis? Who's guarding Giannis? And, and you know what? Let's say they sub out Williams and put Horford in. Because, you know, you want to stretch Lopez a little bit. Fine. We're going to throw Bobby Portis out there if I'm the Bucks, Bud's like, you know what? Brooke, we like your size. You might be a little too big for this series. We'll, we'll get you back in for the 76ers at a, uh, a larger minute count. But, man... You're going to go Bobby, Giannis, Wes, Jay, and Drew. And and just for poops and giggles, let's say you take, I don't know, Bobby out, and you put Chris back in, and you go small with Giannis at the hybrid 4-5 with the other cast out there. I mean, man, this move not only makes them the championship favorite, but it makes Coach Bud's life a whole lot easier. Because right now, you go into Boston, you got a guy for every freaking scenario. Let's say Boston gets bounced. They have an injury, or they just have a bad series, and they're gone. You go against the 76ers, I'm throwing Bobby, and I'm throwing Lopez at him all day in bead. And then I'm going to throw West, and I'm going to throw Jay at Harden all day. And then I'm going to let Drew, Chris, and Giannis eat. Like, I, it, it's so much fun when you start thinking about all the cool, cool combinations that Coach Bud can do because they gave up five second rounders and dumped the salary of three guys. I mean, John Horse, if he's not up for executive of the year after pulling this off, I don't know who is. Uh, look, 800-990-3776. That's our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line, 800-990-3776. we got uh, some texts to get to because obviously – I, I've discovered that Journey is a good band. Had no idea, apparently. Uh, we'll get Wildy's take on that because Jason Wildy, our Packers guy. And by the way, Pebble, do you know that Jason Wildy is now a Hall of Famer? I saw that, yeah, inducted into his high school Hall of he Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. So the Hall of Famer, Jason Wildy, coming up after the break. Jason Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Welcome back to Homer. Tony, your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez from WISN here in Milwaukee. Time now to bring in the Hall of Famer, Jason Wildy, our Packers guy. How's it feel to be a Hall of Famer, Jay? Um... Are you a Hall of Famer? I am not, unfortunately. My wife's well, a Hall of Famer. Oh, she is. Yeah, at her at her uh, high school, I think it's Marion. I got an alumni award if that were if that helps. I got like most distinguished alumni from my college. Most distinguished alumni. Yep. The twenty twenty two frankly made up distinguished <laughs> alumni award. <laughs> I think it was the first year they did it for. Um, uh, sports and media, so it might have been made up. They might have just, they might have just did it to shut me up. Well, you, yeah, you no doubt deserved it. Uh, <laughs> so you're all by yourself. You got it's just you and Pebble. I know they let the criminals take over. I don't know how this is gonna go. 
hopefully we don't hopefully don't steer it off too wrong. But I, I was I was telling Pebble and I was telling you know our amazing listeners here. Uh, I discovered a band called Journey the other day. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, uh, they they got some hits, and I had no idea. Wait, you really had no idea? I I, I had familiar with their work. I had no idea. I'm not a music. Are guy. you a lot younger than me? Uh, I'm 47. I oh, I thought you were way older than that. Yeah, man. I'm not even 40. I'm not even the big 4-0 yet. Wow. Like, I've heard their songs, but I never knew they were Journey. Mm. And, like, one of their oh, greatest I... hits albums oh. came on the radio, and I was like, man, this this band's good. Who are they? <laughs> so now, oh I, <laughs> now I have our talking text line, our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line flooded with all these other bands like Rush and... Uh, well, there's another good one on there. Def oh, Leppard, you heard of them? I, yeah, Def Leppard, like they can't hear. Def, D-E-F, like... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Def, yeah. Def, Phil Collins and Genesis? Like Jam. Yeah, they're uh, Phil Collins, Genesis, the lead singer of Genesis before Phil Collins. I'm sure you know that. I do not. Uh, Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Um, I knew that. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Clearly, right? I'm sure you yeah. did. So, yeah, uh, we're going to take a musical journey today here on Homer and Tony. I know... Journey, part of the pun. Yeah, nicely, nicely done. You're welcome. Anyway, so uh, what's happening in Packers land? It's been a little quiet. I don't know if he's in his four-day retreat yet, but uh, I know Diana Rossini talked to Mark so. Murphy. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I saw that, and I saw she also talked to uh, Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, who uh, did his best to describe Aaron Rodgers without saying Aaron Rodgers' name. I thought that was interesting that he, you know, that they want a, a pr- proven veteran quarterback, and they think that that's all they're missing is that type of a quarterback. And then he said, you know, a guy who's going to make the young guys around him better. And I thought, well, wait, are you still talking about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll be talking. I'll be uh, doing my stand-up routine at the Chuckle Hut later this week. But <laughs> in all seriousness, like, he – he sure sounded like he was talking about Aaron Rodgers when he was discussing his, you know, kind of view of what he wants to do with the Jets. And so, you know, I'll be curious to see because I don't really believe in these uh, scam bets that you can make of, uh, oh, I'm going to take the Raiders as Aaron Rodgers 2023 team and I'm going to get bad odds. But then a couple weeks later when something else happens, the odds change. I'll, I'll be curious to see how those evolve after what Woody Johnson said last night. And it's funny, whichever way the wind's blowing that day is the way Aaron Rodgers is going. Because, yes, Woody Johnson had a lot of things to say that would make you think the Jets are very interested, that he could be heading there. But you go to some of these Las Vegas fan pages or even Las Vegas inside pages, and you have Darren Waller making pitches. There's rumors that a Starbucks uh, employee overheard Josh McDaniels saying, oh, yeah, you know, Rodgers is coming to us. Locked down. So, now, and and here's the thing: in in the current era, you can't just automatically dismiss that out of hand because yeah. the absolute true story about the extension that Patrick Mahomes signed with the Chiefs, the first person to quote unquote break the news of that was someone who worked at the liquor store near the stadium, who all those executives from the Chiefs came in to buy. Dom Perignon and and uh, a bunch of uh, uh, champagne to celebrate the extension. 
And that person was right. They had it before even Adam Schefter did. So I, I guess I can't dismiss the barista who heard this at Starbucks. And, I mean, look what happened with Rodgers this year and uh, Make-A-Wish Kid Brandon. Right. I mean, I think most of us had a pretty good idea that his thumb was broken, and I don't know... Uh, I don't know what the rules are for um, Make-A-Wish visits, but I've never, I have never seen that before. That's for sure. Where they're breaking news. Yeah, I did a story with him before he even broke the news because I saw him tweeting about his day and all this stuff, and then he breaks the news. The story gets even better. Uh, but I can tell you right now, the Packers weren't very happy that that news got out there that way, from what I was told. Anyways, yes. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> neither, that assessment, Dario. Yeah. neither here nor there. Um, so it is Friday. It's been two day. Oh wait, Tuesday, Wednesday. So what? Three days since we heard from Aaron Rodgers last. We heard from some people yesterday uh, at the NFL Honors. I mean, has your barometer changed on what's going to be happening with him? I mean, have, have has anything the last couple of days affected your opinion on whether he's coming back or whether he's leaving? Now I. Sydney had a soccer game yesterday, so I did not get to listen to Scalzo and Brust, who I know we're having on a guy who does um, darkness retreats. Yeah, so I need to go to Wisconsin On Demand and listen to that. I've not gotten to listen to it yet. Uh, as Based on the timeline that Rogers was discussing, uh, he has not embarked on that yet. He said he was going to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, commented on how he was going to watch the commercials, which uh, I can identify with. That's one of my favorite things about Super Bowl Sunday. Um, So I'm assuming that the darkness retreat is slated for sometime maybe next week. Um, As I joked with Rob Domofsky from ESPN.com, I'm kind of hoping that Tuesday is included in his four days of the darkness retreat so I don't have to uh, watch McAfee <laughs> nice. to see what he says. Um, but, yeah, I would assume that that's going to happen next week, and my hope would be that, as Rogers has basically, as flat out said, it's basically a two-part decision, right? The first part will be whether he wants to play or not, and then obviously the second part will be where he wants to play or where the Packers make him feel like he should want to play and then they'll go from there. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how soon we get answer number one and then what ends up being answer number two, because I don't think any of us believes he's actually going to retire. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think your gut is telling you? I mean, obviously you just mentioned the not retiring part. We know that. But I, I, I've been putting out feelers because if, if he does get traded, I've already spoke to you about this, over at Channel 12, we're going to go wall-to-wall. We're going to have tons of Packer coverage. Everybody I've spoken to feels like he's going to be back in Green Bay. I mean, is that the feeling you're getting? Um, I mean, the the thing about all those people is they're all guessing, right? Yeah, yeah that's a good and point. We all are. And so, you know, and personally, I mean, given the lucrative offer you made to me to appear on uh, Channel 12, <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly hoping he gets traded because I'm going to be rolling in the big bucks then. Um, but, <laughs> Donuts for look, days. I, exactly. Uh, but I mean, my, what I, what my base, um, kind of standard response has been is that it's very easy to talk about and certainly think about 
um, other opportunities, right? Other teams, uh, playing with other players, playing for other coaches. That's fun. Like I went through a, a point in my career uh, where my best friend's uh, dad was the editor of the Eugene Register Guard newspaper. Paula and I and the girls love it in Oregon. Uh, he, you know, they're kind of quasi-family to us. And there was certainly the opportunity that if I wanted to, I could have could have gone there. Uh, I would have been the, the columnist for the paper, uh, as you probably know from talking to me over the years on the radio and elsewhere. Not the most opinionated cat, you know. Um, and so it probably would have been a bad fit. Uh, plus, I would have obviously left Wisconsin, where I had obviously built a pretty good career even to that point. And so while Paula and I talked about it and we considered it, the girls hadn't been born yet at that point, um, we ultimately decided to stay. And it's not that I chickened out about it, but I got the job offer. We kind of looked at the finances and looked at what life might be like in the Pacific Northwest, and we decided to stand pat and stay put. Um, Aaron Rodgers can think about, boy, what, what it would it be like to play – you know, in New York or uh, play with Devontae again and live in Las Vegas, and maybe he decides, hey, this is it. This is what I want. I'm finally going to try something different. Uh, all my frustrations with Goody, you know, good luck to them, but I think I'm going to try something different. I'm going to go, I'm going to say I want to be traded, and we're going to make it work. I'll believe that when I see it because I yeah. do think it's hard to leave. I think inertia you know, it makes it hard to, to – uh, uh, an item in motion tends to stay in motion and an item at rest tends to stay at rest. And after 18 years in Green Bay and everything he's done here, um, I don't think it's an easy thing to just say, I'm sick of this crap, I'm going to Vegas. So my, my um, standard position is going to be until I hear otherwise, I don't think he's got it in him to change and actually be traded. And I will be happy to admit that I was wrong. Uh, I did not think he had it in him after the 2020 season. That time I was right. It does feel different this time around. It does feel more likely than it felt to me then. But, again, uh, I, I do think it, it's a lot to, to commit to when you're making that big of a change, especially this late in your career, other guys have done it. Obviously, Tom Brady did it, and it worked out great. But, you know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has given us to this point enough of a reason to believe that he will actually do it. That doesn't mean he won't, and that doesn't mean that he shouldn't. He, You know, if he believes and he's willing to take the plunge, then he should most definitely do it. But it's, you know, the other part of it that I keep thinking about, and, and again, he, you know, I, I know he's not afraid of, challenges and competition and whatever else. But, man, oh, man, whatever the expectations are here, which are obviously high, that's why they call it title town, um, how high are they going to be in the, in the biggest market for a team that hasn't been to the Super Bowl uh, uh, since Broadway Joe in Super Bowl three fifty four years ago? And, oh, by the way, all the criticism you've gotten in Green Bay you and, and the GM and the coach, whoever it's been during this window, has been, God, they haven't been back to a Super Bowl since 2010. Guess what? 
the, the Jets haven't been to the playoffs since 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That organization, so, I covered that organization. They are a dumpster fire. Oh, my gosh. And maybe he changes that. Maybe he does. But, again, whether it's there or Vegas or somewhere that we're not thinking of, um, he can certainly do it. And, and, and I, I, I know he's got it in him. I'm just not sure what it'll take to actually have him do it. Jay, before I let you go, uh, yesterday Joe Thomas goes in first ballot Hall of Famer into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it got me thinking, I can't think of a better athlete than Joe Thomas to never make a playoff appearance. I mean, can you? I mean, I can think of great athletes never win a championship. Dan Marino, John Stockton, Carl Malone, but like to never make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. And and he And it's not his fault, know, I, obviously. <laughs> no, I blame him. I think it's really totally <laughs> his fault. Um you know, and and obviously I love Joe and, and Annie and, and they're they're just great. And I had a great conversation with them yesterday before the NFL honors and they gave me a really cool uh glimpse into what finding out was like and how, you know, Walter Jones came to their door a couple Fridays ago and how Annie knew about it ahead of time and had to keep make all these clandestine plans with the Hall of Fame. And so I wrote about that in the State Journal. But it, he he's a terrific guy, and I'm so happy for him. But you're right. Like, talk about having an incredible career where he, there was never a doubt he was getting in. And he never even went – I mean, he, his best season, they went 10-6, and six and they missed the playoffs at 10-6. Yeah. and six. I mean, you know, and, and – I will admit that late in his career, I think it was 2016, I'd have to go check because I think 17 was when he got hurt. But there was definitely talk about the Packers acquiring him at the trade deadline. And it was a little bit before the trade deadline got so active, not NBA active, but certainly more active than it had been in previous years. Um, and I really wanted that to happen. And had they dealt him to the Packers in 16 – you know, you think about that. That team was not a great team, and they had to go on the run-the-table thing. But they did play in an NFC championship game, yeah. and he would have gone from not having gotten the opportunity to even make the playoffs to coming to his home state team and uh, and playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, which would have been pretty cool. I wish that would have happened, but he did okay for himself regardless. Yeah, for sure. Jason, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. You got it, buddy. Take care. Be good. So we'll dive a little bit more into uh, our Joe Thomas conversation, and I know I promised that I wouldn't talk about he should not be named, but we literally talked about him for five minutes there, and our ESPN Wisconsin Talking Text line is blowing up, 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776. That is our ESPN Wisconsin Talking Text line. we got some texts to get to. we got some songs out there. We got some Rogers questions. We got some Joe Thomas reaction, some Bucks reaction. We have a ton to get to, and we still have Are You a Better Guesser coming up in 15 minutes, or Top 3 at 3, Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com at 3.30. Our Gruber Lofts is one call. That's all for the weekend uh, at, what, 3.45, so in about an hour. So we got a ton to pack in in about an hour and a half. So keep your texts coming in. We'll get to them all. I promise you. You know me. I never leave you hanging. But, uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll start getting to some of these texts coming up after the break.
Let's be honest. We're all looking for the next big splash when it comes to showing loved ones how much we care. Usually that means some flowers, maybe a nice dinner, or even a getaway. ESPN Milwaukee is here to help you with Welke's Ultimate Valentine's Day Night. A big bouquet of flowers from Welke's Milwaukee Floors. $200 to Moe's in downtown Milwaukee and a one-night stay at St. Kate, the Arts Hotel. Register to win at WelkeysDateNight.com. From now through February 10th, that's WelkeysDateNight.com. It's Welke's Ultimate Valentine's Date on ESPN Milwaukee. You're listening to Homer and Tony with Cousin Sub Sub of the Day, Dario Melendez on 94.5 ESPN and WisconsinOnDemand.com. I think he'll be back. I mean, he got 50 million reasons to come back. 50 million. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's tough to turn down, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I think he wants to go out on his own. Like, if he's retired, I think he wants to go out on his own. Right. So, I, I definitely see him coming back and playing and I, I hope he definitely is in Green Bay. Uh, he's a great leader for us and you know a guy like that he, he brings a lot of people along. As Aaron Jones on Undisputed weighing in on the Aaron Rodgers drama Rodgers watch 2023. Pebble who is this? Is this, this is Rush. This is Rush? That was a suggestion from who was that a suggestion from? I think Jeff in California. Yeah. Jeff in California. Rush is the best band ever. On our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line, 800-990-3776. I dig it. I like it. Tom in Milwaukee. Probably dig Chicago. I I actually I like Chicago a lot. So that is one band that Jen has introduced me to. Uh, her and her mother, big fans of Chicago, even though we went and saw them at Summerfest about two years ago, and it's more like Rosemont right now because there's maybe two original members of Chicago. Get it, Rosemont. Not really Chicago. I try. Uh, what is my favorite song from them? Um, they had a couple good ones. It doesn't matter. But yeah, keep them coming. I'm trying to open up my uh, my music horizons a little bit. Because I heard Journey for the first time. Well, I mean, I've heard their songs before. I just didn't know it was Journey. And now I understand why they're considered one of the best bands ever. Because, you know, they're really good. Uh, Chicago, 25 or 6 to 4 is really good, but my favorite is uh, I'm a Man. If you can get that one, fast forward to like a minute into it, Pebble, if, if we can do that later because like the first minute is just instruments rifting, but like I'm a Man is a fun song. Anyways, uh, back to our ESPN Wisconsin talking text line. I said I didn't want to talk about he who would not be named, but guess what? You guys want to talk about him, so let's do it. Uh, Q from Hartford. Does the market a player plays in have an impact on someone if they are a player that is consistently in the national spotlight? Does the market a player play in have an impact on someone if they are a player that is constantly in the national spotlight? I am not 100% sure what you're asking. I think what you're asking is, does the market's size impact the player? As in, if you're in a big market, does it have a negative or positive effect on you? If you're in a small market, does it have a negative or positive effect on you? I'll always say this. As someone, I've, I've worked at ESPN in Bristol. I've worked in New York City at the top station in New York, New York One. I've worked in Fort Myers, Florida, and I've worked here. So I've been all over the place. Um, there is no difference when it comes to the quality of journalist from Milwaukee to New York. 
We have amazing beat writers here in Milwaukee. Eric Name, Jim Ozarski for the Bucks, Todd and Adam for the Brewers. I mean, a plethora for the Packers, including our own Jason Wildey. The biggest difference is the number of reporters. So instead of going to a Bucks game and doing post game, and there's two reporters plus a couple TV guys there asking questions, so that's what four or five altogether. You're in the Knicks locker room, or you're in the Jets locker room, and there's 40 reporters. And they all have to ask the same question because it has to come from their mouth. It can't just be, oh, you know, so-and-so told reporters. No, so-and-so told me because that's what they want. That's what they want to publish. That's what they want to put on the broadcast, in their newscast, on the radio cast, on the podcast. Um, so that's the biggest difference. So that's something that's going to have to change. Like the Packers are a little different because there are a lot of Packer beat reporters in this state. Like, if you're at a Packer game, everybody from the state, Lacrosse, Eau Claire, uh, Madison, Milwaukee, Green Bay, everybody gathers in Green Bay for that day. So there's, yes, the, the Packer locker room is full. But there are a ton of media voices when you get to a big market like New York and like L.A. And they're not edgier. They're not more destructive or they don't have more criticism than any other place. It's the same criticism you'd get here in Green Bay. It's just there's more mouths criticizing. And I think we saw this with Randy Johnson a few years ago when he uh, went to the Yankees a few years ago. I'm guessing over a decade now. Uh, he couldn't handle it. I mean, not everybody's built to hear all of those voices. And Randy Johnson flamed out. I think Bobby Portis is a good example of that. Bobby Portis really didn't want to hear it all. And then he gets to Milwaukee where he has a little bit more of a uh, life less noise coming from the media, less noise coming from the public, and he's happier. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just really depends on the personality. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can handle it. I mean, he seems pretty thin-skinned, and he's in Green Bay in Wisconsin. You get to New York where you're going to get the same criticism, but at an unteenth level, 70,000 more voices just in the media alone. I mean, it's it's definitely something to think about if you're him. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, caller number 4, 800-990-3776. Caller number 4, ESPN Wisconsin talk, talk and text line, 800-990-3776. We have yet to have a winner for Better Guesser. That's right, 0 for 4. So whoever gets the, whoever our contestant is, if they get the correct answer today, they walk home with a $50 gift card to Mars Cheese Castle. But the rest of the Homer and Tony listening audience will want that caller to get it wrong because then it opens it up to everybody for a random caller number that the Hall of Famer will select on Monday. 800-990-3776. That is our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. 800-990-3776. Caller number four. Are you a better guesser? Coming up. This is Homer and Tony with Cousin Sub Sub of the Day. Channel 12 Sports Director Dario Melendez on 94.5 ESPN and WisconsinOnDemand.com. That's a great song. Chicago and man. I like that song a lot. Anyways, time now for Are You a Better Guesser? Chris and McGuanago is our contestant. Chris, thanks so much for being caller number four. Question I have for you that we ask everybody here that calls in for Are You a Better Guesser? Are you a past champion? 
I am not. Okay, well, you have a chance. If you win today, because no one else has won this week, a $50 cheese card, $50 gift card to Mars Cheese Castle. So this is a big one. You don't have to battle anybody. All you got to do is win today, and the card is yours. So here's how it's going to go. Joe Thomas is officially a Pro Football Hall of Famer. When you include the 2023 class, that is now 371 members that have been enshrined in Canton. But how many of them have been first ballot Hall of Famers? So the question is, of the 371 members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, how many are first ballot Hall of Famers? Is it 82, 87, 91, or 95? I'm going to go with 87. Okay, Pebble, what do you got? What were the choices again? 82, 87, 91, or 95? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 82. Okay. 95 is incorrect. 82, Pebble, is incorrect. Uh. So we're now down to 87 or 91. Chris, the correct answer is there have been 91 first ballot Hall of Famers. Thanks so much for playing. I'm sorry. I wish I could give it to you, but our ESPN Wisconsin rules will not allow me to. But, Chris, thanks so much for calling in, my friend. No problem. So that means uh, next week the Hall of Famer Tony Smith picks one out? Yep, that means next week Monday when uh, Homer and Tony are back in the mix, the Hall of Famer will select a random caller number, and they'll take home that $50 gift card to Mars Cheese Castle. Yeah, 91 first ballot Hall of Famers. Joe Thomas, just the seventh first ballot Hall of Famer to be an offensive tackle. And again, we were talking briefly with Jason Goldie about it. I mean, you want to talk about a dude that was just so darn good on such a bad team. Never made the playoffs. I mean, Pebble, you and I were kicking this around. Like, I don't think we can come up with another person, another athlete who was like the best ever at their position that never made the playoffs. Did, did Dick Buckus not make the playoffs ever? With you don't think so? I don't okay. think he did. The Gail, but and Gail Sayers too was another one I thought. Oh, Gail Sayers is a good one. But in terms of like uh, now, like in the present. Uh, of actual players that I've watched play, I can't think of anybody else other than Joe Thomas that is probably the most and the the best athlete not to make the playoffs. Because we could obviously think of like some of the best players not to win a championship. Yeah, that, Barry, Barry Sanders comes to mind for me. Uh, Dan Marino. Yep. Um, Carl Malone, John Stockton. If you have any eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six, either best athlete you can think of to not make the playoffs or best athlete. To not win a championship. I want to say championship's easier. So, I mean, let's take a look at this. Dick Buckus, uh, he played with the Bears for how long? Uh, it looks like a 65 to 73. So the Bears not make the playoffs. Bears playoffs. Um, that's a good one if that's true. Because Dick Buckus is I'm pretty sure he never did. And you know, that would be the most Bears thing ever that they couldn't make the playoffs when car dealers were uh, playing in, in the league. Bears playoff history? I don't know. We'll figure it out. And, and the Gale Sayers, I think, to the Kansas Comet. I don't think he ever uh, made the playoffs either as a player. So 88. What did I just say? I said 60 what? 60. Uh, I can look it up here, too. 
So Dick Buckus was with the Bears from 65 to 73. 73 yep. And the Bears, 65 to 73. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think they did. He didn't make the playoffs yeah. at all. They went to the playoffs in 1963, a win over the Giants. I'm guessing that was like the championship game over the Giants because it's the only game they played in and it won. Oh, yeah, championship. Yeah, so they beat the Giants in the championship game in 1963. They don't get back to the playoffs until 1977. Yeah, he was an eight-time Pro Bowler and five-time All-Pro in nine seasons, but no, never made the playoffs. That's a good one. Pavel, look at you. That's a good one. I thought that was going to be, like, impossible to find. Dick Buckus, that, I mean, like, Joe Thomas, first bout of Hall of Famer, definitely one of the best athletes never to make the playoffs, but Dick Buckus, Two-time NFL Defense Player of the Year, eight-time first, eight-time All-Pro, five as a first, three as a second, eight-time Pro Bowler, uh, 1960s and 70s All-Decade teams, 75th Anniversary All-Team, 100th Anniversary All-Team, 100 Greatest Bears of All Time. I mean, you want to talk about one of the best players, not just to like play for a team, but to ever play that position, to play the game. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because Gail Sayers played from, like, what, 65 to 71? So is, he, would, he wouldn't have been there either. He played with the Bears from 65 to 71. Is Sayers a Hall of Famer, though? Is he? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so, no. See, I would take him off just because he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, But, I mean, let's see. Bears, no, not a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, look, Gail Sayers was really good at football. Wait, is he? Oh, yeah, pro football. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so Gail Sayers as well. Pro football and college. Yeah, so I'd probably put them ahead of Judge Yeah, Thomas. yeah. Comeback player of the year in 69, rookie of the year in 65, five-time first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL rushing leader, NFL scoring leader in 65, all-decade team in 1960s, 50th, 75th, and 100th anniversary All-NFL teams. Holy cow, yeah. Again, that's... If I lived in Chicago more, I probably would have dug into these guys. But, yes, you forget how good some of these dudes were back then. Holy cow. So, yeah, I mean, Gail Sayers and, and Dick Buckus, I think you solved it for us. <laughs> Joe Thomas, really good at football, great athlete, never made the playoffs. But, man, Gail Sayers and Dick Buckus not making the playoffs with the Bears because they went on a drought from, what, 63 to 77? That's pretty pathetic. You have Dick Buckus and Gail Sayers on your team. You can't make the playoffs? Playoffs? That's nuts. Okay, that's going to do it for hour number one. Coming up here on Homer and Tony with your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez, our top three at three. We have Fat Jack. We have our one call. That's all for the weekend. We also have some more reaction on our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. Keep them coming. 800-990-3776. Hour number two of Homer and Tony coming up after this.